that is what proves that they're evil is that no other vaccine could even do a tenth five percent one percent of the damage that this vaccine has done without getting pulled off the market so they upfront cheat with the mail-in ballots which they've already done they're stuffing with the upfront but that won't be enough then they have to see what the red wave will be and then they're going to sit back and delay the results in order to see how much they need to make up to steal it for a governor or for a state senator Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so very much for tuning in right before the biggest election of our lives. That was Ben Armstrong, guys. And in this one, we talk about the bioweapon. We have to take our nation back if we're ever gonna see perp walks over the bioweapon. And secondly, do you realize that the puppet in chief during his speech last Wednesday praised Ruby Freeman and her daughter who literally committed election fraud in Atlanta, Georgia during the 2020 election? Election workers like Shea Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, were harassed and threatened just because they had the courage to do their job and stand up for the truth, to stand up for our democracy. These demon rats and demonic creatures must be defeated. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's fantastic to have you back. I hope you all have a wonderful, restful weekend. I have Ben Armstrong back on the line. He's from The New American. You can find him over on BitChute, The Ben Armstrong Show. Ben, welcome back. How are you, sir? Oh, Sean, I'm doing good, and thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the conversations that we sometimes have, me and my guests, before I hit record. And uh, you know more about me now. I know more about you now. You suffer from chronic pain. I didn't know that. And now you know that I suffer from chronic pain in my soul because our oldest is on the spectrum and suffers from other issues. It's just heartbreaking. Ben, as I just covered with my guest, Charlene Bollinger, the world is a tough place to be right now because Christians people of faith are under attack. And I want to show you something because I was hunting around for an image to make my thumbnail for that Charlene Bollinger interview. And while I was hunting around for an image of Biden and Pfizer or something related to Biden and Pfizer, I stumbled across a book that I'd never heard of. Let me show you this. It's by Thomas George. It's called Democrats. Why you should never vote or even associate with the Democrat Party as their entire platform is not biblical. Ben, I think that's being kind. I think their entire platform is satanic. Oh, it is. You know, I love that because not enough people point that out. The Democrat Party, you can just look at its history. It is truly the opposition of whatever is good in America. And that is its purpose. And it's always has been from its founding. I mean, all the sins, I like to say this a lot because people don't know, the Democrat Party complains about the sins of America because they want to bring America down. But isn't it interesting that the sins they complain about are actually not the sins of America, but the sins of the Democrat Party? So they commit the sins, then they push those sins historically, rewrite history, onto all of America, and then complain about those sins and say, look how bad America is when it was always them. Case in point, one of the biggest things early history they complain about uh the trail of tears which was horrible uh, and went after the indians that was committed by andrew jackson <laughs> that was the democrat president the the actually i believe the founder of the democrat party uh you have the ku klux klan which was an arm of the democrat party the jim crow laws that they all complained about was done by dixie Crest. democrats in the south created those laws in the south that was all pushed by the democrats it was the republicans pushing for equality for black people, the civil rights it took after the Civil War. It took 100 years for the Democrat Party, 100 years before they 
were forced to treat black people as equal. And it wasn't really until black people had the right to really vote and was a voting block that forced them to do that. Otherwise, they would have never come around. They they murder black people with uh, Planned Parenthood, which the, the person they still praise today, Margaret Sanger, who created Planned Parenthood, was an openly racist woman who wanted to depopulate the black population. But she she also wanted to get rid of white kids that were poor white kids, anything that she thought was a weed to society. And they still give out, give out awards in her name, the Margaret Sanger Award, Planned Parenthood gives out. Hillary Clinton, I remember, received it. It's the most evil award ever given out to anyone. It's a satanic award given out. And, and these prominent politicians in the Democrat Party accept it and give speeches receiving the Margaret Sanger Award. Anyone who's watched a video of Margaret Sanger, and there's only a few, you can tell that woman is demon-possessed. She was, you can tell. You just watch some of the interviews she did late in life. One of the most wicked people who ever lived. The Democrat Party always takes the position of whatever is opposing what is good in America. And it makes sense, think about it, if God had a hand in forming America, and it's supposed to be a beacon of light, and it's where the Bible was preached throughout the earth, came out of America, and its missionaries went all over the world. Wouldn't there be an opposition to America by Satan? And if Satan has an opposition, who could you say is that opposition? And wouldn't he rise up an opposition within the, your own country to try to stop it from doing good? Clearly, that is the Democrat Party. It is the, the party that follows Satan for sure, because they always give you the permission to sin, always. It's always the permission to sin. The only thing they don't like and, and is, is conservatives pushing moral values, biblical values. They hate that more than anything else. So, yeah, it's clear. Their history is full of it. And just think of today. Anything that is considered evil today, they're the ones that always are the number one force for it. Vaccine mandates, they're the number one uh, force for it. Abortion, they're running around campaigning. We're coming up to an election and they're all running around saying how they want to kill babies. So even today, if it's evil in America, the Democrats are the ones who support it and push it. And that's always been from the beginning. It isn't the Democrat Party has changed. I don't like when people say that, oh, the Democrat Party is different from when I was younger. No, these people don't understand they changed. They think that the Democrat Party moved away from them. I hear this from former Democrats all the time. The Democrat Party moved away from me. No, your eyes slowly opened to what the Democrat Party was, and you moved away from the Democrat Party. You just didn't know that the Democrat Party was this pure evil entity. It always has been. It always has been. You're moving away. The Democrat Party is being consistent. It stands for evil, and it will always stand for evil. You know, the last time you were on, you said something really uh, cogent, uh, and I appreciated what you said about the Democrat Party, which was the only freedom the Democrats stand for is freedom to sin. And you kind of just said it here again, but uh, yeah. I think it's so, so true. And so we're going to call out some of these people who are running for office here on Tuesday the 8th. But before we do that, I want to show you just a couple of things, folks. If you guys head over to my site, thephaser.com, I highly recommend you watch this video from CryptoZombie about Bitcoin. Is the U.S. preparing to weaponize the dollar by backing it with Bitcoin? The reason I point this out is that I thought it was really a lucent observation made by CryptoZombie, and it reminded me of what Tom Luongo has been saying that the Fed is up to, and it's making me think Tom Luongo may be right. I mean, 100% right. And I'm going to have to get Luongo back on to process some of this, because if you guys watch this video, it's all about the Bitcoin milkshake theory and the United States embracing Bitcoin to break the back of China and Russia and other nation states. By strengthening the dollar, other currencies around the planet are being decimated. And again, this plays into what Luongo has been saying. The Fed is not playing ball with the Davos elite. It's very, very interesting stuff. I have to get Tom Luongo back on. The other thing I want to do, guys, is I just want to play a quick clip from the beginning, the trailer for this new movie coming out called Died Suddenly. I believe it's from the Stu Peters Network. And this clip comes from our buddy Dollar Vigilante's channel. It's just the beginning of Died Suddenly. These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. 
Somebody mentioned to go onto Google and go into the news section and then type in Diet Suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. It's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. All right, Ben, I'm coming back to you. That literally gave me goosebumps because it is so evil. And the reason I wanted to play that clip is because at the very beginning, the first person who speaks gets it absolutely right. And it just buoys my spirit that people are now openly talking about United Nations Agenda 2030 and this great reset being pushed by the World Economic Forum, completely 100% anti-human, pro-Satan. And I guess I hope Tom Luongo is right. I'll tie this all together. If Tom Luongo is right, then the Fed's not playing ball and this nation stands a chance. Ben, what say you about that trailer and died suddenly? It looks fantastic, and it's going to hit on massive truth, clearly. Uh, this is a depopulation agenda. They've said this. I mean, I've played clips on my show of Bill Gates from 2010 giving a, I forget what the conference was, but he's giving a speech talking about CO2 and the problem and the number one, and he's giving different things that cause the rise in CO2. And the number one thing he points to is people. And because people are the ones who buy cars, people are the ones who are buying hamburgers, which causes the cattle to be out there and stuff. So he's, he's showing that and he's saying, so if you reduce that amount, basically, uh, you can reduce the CO2 because these people worship at, at climate change. It's like their religion. Uh, and he's, he's telling everybody that they, they can help reduce the population. Basically, he's saying the population is going to keep growing, but we can bring that down through, he, he mentions abortion. Um, and because he says like family planning or something, he doesn't say the word abortion, but he does say that. And then he says, and through vaccines. Right. And that's in 2010. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. And that wasn't a people try to say that was a miss. He's misspoke. No, he was saying vaccines can help reduce the population. And don't forget that they they sterilized women in uh, Africa uh, with shots that they said they were giving them. I, I forget what the shot was for that they lied, but they lied about whatever it was for. And, and it really was sterilizing these women so that they wouldn't have babies. They've done this before and they got caught. Yeah, it, that might have been the tetanus then. shot. It might have been the tetanus shot. Yeah, the polio is. shot is also giving people polio all over the world. Bill Gates, very proud of that. And you'll recall during that TED talk, but they, he said one of these things has to get near zero. And the audience yes. laughed because that really means population. They want to reduce the population as low as they can. You've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Yeah, he was making a joke about it, and the whole audience understood what the joke was, that he was saying, you know, if we really want carbon net zero, the population is what would have to actually get near zero. That's what he was saying. And it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, but it's 2010 and they were more outspoken. These people always tell you what they're for, but anyways, that, that clip, uh, what you played, um, they, they're talking about the blood clots and stuff. Uh, I, I just saw Dr. Uh, Bhakti, who's, who's been tremendous on this, explain how the blood vessels uh, leak and that's what's really happening so that the mRNA is getting into blood vessels. And as it gets into the blood vessel, the mRNA tells your cells in the blood vessel to create the spike protein. We know it instructs it to do that. And then your antibodies come and attack that. And when they come to attack that, it is making these cells leak. And that's how it's then leaking into the organs and it depends where this happens in the body, but if it happens in the heart, this is how you're getting myocarditis. If it happens in the brain, the brain and heart can't repair itself. Those cells, once they're damaged, they're permanently damaged. 
the heart is permanently scarred. And it is really interesting because he really breaks down why we're seeing the blood clotting. Cause he's saying when these blood vessels, not the cells, but the blood vessels get damaged like this and they start leaking, they, and, and if they get scratched or anything within the body, they will scar up and then you'll start to get clotting. Lots of little clots, little tiny ones, but that's the micro clotting that we see. And, and then he talked about how if it leaks in the brain and is killing the brain cells, you're going to see people start to daze off and, and not be able to think properly. And I've, we, I've been seeing videos now of people turning and staring out and start waving their hands and collapsing and shaking and falling in front of trains and it's really bizarre behavior. It, it connects to this. It's, it's clearly it's the blood vessels having the mRNA stuff inside it. The, the inside is being attacked and then it starts to leak. And then your antibodies start attacking the cells wherever it leaks at as well. And so we're getting a better understanding of how this works. Well, you know what's so terrifying when you see the videos of people who have died suddenly? Because they're out there. They're everywhere. People collapsing, falling down, falling into subways, falling literally down into subways, under trains. And it's startling how quickly their bodies, their brains, their hearts just shut off and they're gone. I didn't know people could die that quickly. And so when I hear somebody like Bill Gates say we need to innovate to zero, zero carbon emissions by 2050, who could have imagined that one of their plans to innovate to zero would be to create a vax bioweapon? But that's where we are. And people are calling it out. And again, I continue to really be dumbfounded by the fact that there are no arrests. There are no perp walks. There is no justice in this case. And Pfizer and the FDA and the CDC, which just voted 15 to zero to jab kids with this thing, they all say it's safe and effective when we know it's a bioweapon, Ben. That, that is what proves that they're evil, is that no other vaccine could even do a tenth, 5%, 1% of the damage that this vaccine has done without getting pulled off the market. So that's a fact. So they're not saying, oh, we made a mistake. They're not saying, oh, well, there's a lot more damage than we expected. We were trying to save people's lives. This is kind of iffy. So let's pull it off. No, they're saying, hey, let's let's make sure kids who have no threat of COVID-19 doing anything to them. COVID-19 does nothing to kids. We're going to make sure they get jabbed. That proves that the vaccine was intended to harm people and they're disappointed. They are disappointed because they thought it would do more. That's what it's telling me. And they can't believe it hasn't done as much as they thought it would. I think the human body is more resilient than they expected. I think God has made our body be able to get rid of some of this stuff. Like, like I was saying with the blood cells, here's the good thing if you've been vaxxed, according to Dr. Bhakti, you might be able to repair. If this happens in your liver, if it starts all leaking in the blood cells and, and you get this all in your liver, your liver can repair itself. He was just saying there's two places where it won't, and that's the heart and the brain. And that's why not everyone who gets vaxxed or even has bad effects from the spike protein and their immune systems attacking their body, you can recover, but you probably have a permanent damage somewhat. Your, your immune system won't ever be 100%, but it could get up back up to 90%. It could. So there is some hope. You got to hope that it doesn't hit your heart and it doesn't hit your brain because you're not going to recover from that. And, and you might not even know if your heart, well, I think most people don't know. That's why these people are athletes and they're collapsing while they're playing a sport because there's no sign that anything has happened to their heart until they push their heart in, in that activity. And a lot of times they're collapsing when they're on stage. That would make sense because your heart rate is up because you're on stage or performing. So when these people perform, and they do an activity, their heart rate elevates, and then it's hitting them. But there's no sign of, of anything before that immediately happens. So I don't want to scare people. We can't tell you that you're going to be fine if you got vaccinated once. I can say, I think you, you will survive. I think God has made your body be able to get rid of most of this stuff. But some of you, sadly, might have heart damage, and you don't know it yet. And you might not know it for another year or two years, or five years, and then it hits you. That's, it's horrible. I'm so sorry. But don't get mad at me for telling you this. Don't get mad at people like me and Sean, who have been warning people, and get mad that we 
tell you this and like we're fear mongering. Get mad at the people who did this to you. Yeah. Focus on them. They did this to you. We're just warning you. Yeah, they did this to humanity and now they want amnesty. They want us to forget and forgive. And we're not <laughs> going to forget or forgive. I, I think the forgiveness business in this case, that's God's territory. I'm in the justice business and I want these people brought to justice. We're not going to forget because they're still waging war against us with the bioweapon. Let's not forget that. So they want us to forget about COVID lockdowns and masking and all the garbage that didn't work and destroying businesses and, and making uh, granddad and grandma die alone in nursing homes and hospitals. So they want us to forget all that as they continue to peddle the bioweapon. So here's something else I want to share with you guys. Ben, I think you'll appreciate this if you haven't seen it. First of all, I want to point out that Laura Logan, I wish I had the uh, soundbite ready to go, but I heard a clip from Laura Logan on And We Know, LT's show. And Laura Logan was talking about the Democrats, the Satanists, the people that hate children, the people that love abortion and worship at the altar of abortion. Well, Laura Logan, it was told to her by somebody who is one of these people that she's looking at it all wrong. They don't look at humanity through the same moral lens that we do. They look at humanity and God and they want to hurt God. They want to kill God. And they believe the best way to damage and hurt God is to damage the little ones, the innocent ones, to kill children. So friends, with that in mind, as Tuesday, November 8th, barrels at us, maybe the most important election in American history. I just want to play a little bit from this new report from Greg Reese. California is now castrating children from all 50 states. This summer, Chloe Cole spoke out against California's passing of SB 107, testifying that both her and her parents were manipulated and bullied by the state to undergo destructive, life-changing surgeries. And while Florida bans puberty blockers and so-called sexual reassignment surgeries for minors, California Governor Gavin Newsom signs a bill allowing children from any state in the country to go to California for transgender medical procedures without parental consent. California is being hailed by the death cult as a transgender surgery sanctuary state now providing chemical and surgical castrations for all of America's children. According to this new law, California can take emergency jurisdiction over any child from anywhere if there's a disagreement between the parent and the state of California over how to treat a child's gender distress. All right, I got goosebumps again because that is satanic pits from hell stuff. And of course it's coming from the state of California. This is complete and total communism. I mean, I don't think China, I guess China probably operates this way, but now California is. And the wet dream for Democrats is you don't own your children, the state does. So this is the best possible example of how satanic these people are. And guys, as November 8th barrels towards us, people like Kathy Hochul, the unelected New York governor who doesn't understand why people care about crime. She wants to be governor again. Gretchen Whitmer, that witch in Michigan. How about John Fetterman? How about gun grabber Mark Kelly? How about Katie Hobbs, who will not even debate Carrie Lake? How important is November 8th in your mind right now, my friend? And what do you make of Greg Reese's report? Yeah, November 8th is extremely important that we have a massive turnout. But 2020 told me, obviously, they're going to steal and they're going to statewide elections are easy to steal. And people don't realize how easy it really is. I grew up in Detroit, so it was so easy for me to understand, oh yeah, the elections are, they were rigged my whole life. And I, and I, as a kid started to figure out, I would watch the elections in Detroit and say, wait a minute, once it's past 11 o'clock, whoever is trailing, and this could just be a mayor race, two Democrats going against each other, and they would do this. Uh, if the person is trailing and it's semi-close, but the results and the race hasn't been called by 11, uh, you knew that they were going to start to cheat. Uh, and if, especially if it hit midnight and you're getting the results in two in the morning, it was just so that they could hold off to see what they needed to make up. And then they would stuff the ballots. And I knew the next day that the person trailing was going to be the person who won in the morning. Ask yourself this. This is true almost anywhere in the country. It shows how much they steal and they do this, where they hold off to see how many votes they need to stuff. And Democrats are always the last counties to report, always. 
the Republican counties always report before the Democrats. I, I've been trying to tell Republican counties, hold out and don't report until every Democrat county reports. See what happens, because the Democrat, some Democrat counties will never report. They have to wait until all Republican counties report so they know what the margin is. Anyways, so you, you see this, and how is it that during election day, there's tons of candidates that grow their lead against a candidate, but once it hits midnight and after midnight, that candidate that's trailing, if they have not recalled the race and, and they're still counting, all of a sudden the candidate is trailing always gains. You never see after midnight, the candidate that's trailing now lost by way more overnight. Does that ever happen? No, well, it, it never happens. The candidate that's trailing, when, if it goes past midnight and they haven't reported, then that candidate always closes the gap. Sometimes they don't close the gap all the way because they run out of ballots. They run out of stuffing. And so the good candidate still wins because this good candidate won by a bigger margin than they could even have prepared for. So what I'm telling you is that's what has to happen in November 8th. We have to win in margins that are so big they can't even steal it. Now, Trump already did this, and the Democrats have already showed what they'll do. They'll just shut the election down. They shut the election down in five key states and said, screw it. We'll just steal the election right in front of you if it takes us three days. Joe Biden just gave a speech saying, we're not going to give you the results. The results may take days before you get. What is he saying? We're going to steal the election and you better accept it. Uh, folks, if a Republican, this shouldn't even be Democrat Republican issue. If a Republican county doesn't report until three in the morning, you should be suspicious of that Republican county and say, what's going on there? Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Ben, let me interject. Listen yeah. to this. So you watched Biden's speech on Wednesday then, right? Did you listen to the whole thing? Uh, uh, most of it. Not not the whole thing, though, because okay. I can't I can't stand him. So I, it's All hard right. for me to sit through the whole thing. I forced myself to listen to the whole thing because I wanted to see if he'd slip up, have any gaffes, do anything stupid. His speechwriters did something incredibly stupid. I couldn't believe they did this. I'll have to revisit the speech to make sure I have this 110 percent right. But I think I do. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure. He praised Ruby Freeman and her daughter. Those were the people caught on video in Atlanta, Georgia, after the voting was said to have stopped because of a water main break. And then they pulled ballots out, hidden ballots out from under tables, and the counting continued. This Democrat named Joe Biden, our puppet president, praised Ruby Freeman and her daughter. And those two women should be in prison, in my view. I did not hear that. I, I, I see. If he did, you got to isolate that and show that because, yeah, that this that's also that's in your face. The, the writers, because Joe Biden isn't writing the speech, that's that would be if that happened, that's the writers throwing it in conservatives' face saying, Look, we we stole it right in front of your face, you caught us red handed on camera, and we're going to put it in the speech to tell you. Hello, we're going to steal it right in front of your face again. That's what that is. If they if he praised her and 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 that is real because I didn't see that. But if if that happened, that is what they're doing. They are sending an even bolder signal than I even thought to say we're going to steal this election no matter what it takes. Election workers like Shay Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, were harassed and threatened just because they had the courage to do their job and stand up for the truth, to stand up for our democracy. But they can only do it. Here's the good news, because it's the midterms. They can only do it in statewide statewide races. It's very hard to do little races. The reason why Republicans in states that are even Democrat controlled control like the legislature of that state. So you, you can go to a Democrat state and you'll see the Republicans control. It isn't just because the little smaller counties 
have are more conservative, it's because you can't steal those races. You can't rig those elections. It's very hard if it's Republicans controlling uh, this county and that county and this county, and only the election is taking place in this county. A Democrat county can't sit out to offset what happens in that county because whatever happens in that county is the election. And therefore, Republicans win way more when it's the smaller elections like that. They do, clearly. But Democrats win in the big statewide races always because, not always, but that's where they cheat because they can have their people sit out and wait to see what the margins are. So they upfront cheat with the mail-in ballots, which they've already done. They're stuffing with the upfront, but that won't be enough. Then they have to see what the red wave will be. And then they're going to sit back and delay the results in order to see how much they need to make up to steal it for a governor or for a state senator. It's a lot harder to do it for the House. So you should expect the House will pick up Republican seats no matter what, because it's way hard for them to steal those. Uh, but the Senate, you're going to see, hopefully there's an overwhelming red wave where they can't even make up the margin. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, I, I think they will steal some. And you'll see some governors that we know would have won, and it's going to be ripped out from them. There's no doubt in my mind this is going to happen. They're signaling. That speech by Biden was the signal. That's what we're going to do. They always tell us what they're going to do, too. I, I think it's because what's the fun of it on their side if they can't really kind of gloat and throw it in your face? If it's really just pure secretive, they don't get to celebrate and gloat. Look what we did. They don't get the pats on the backs from their allies behind the scenes. They're really, they're not talking to me and you. Like Biden's speech isn't talking to me and you. It's talking to his allies in the Democrat party so that they can, after the election, pat them on the back. Yeah, way to steal the election. You said you were going to do it and you did it. They have to get that accolade. So they always reveal it. They always do. Let me show you something else. Um, you're going to recall him saying these things prior to the election, but I don't recall anybody asking him to explain this. And I certainly don't remember the mainstream media holding his feet to the fire. If these words came out of Donald Trump's mouth, mm -hmm. if these words came out of the mouth of Donald Trump, imagine the firestorm that would ensue and continue to be a firestorm for years. Listen to what this Democrat said. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. All right. I don't understand. He might have dementia, Alzheimer's. I don't care. How do those words come out of anybody's mouth? I don't understand how that could be a misspeak. Well, yeah, that's what they try to say. But uh, see, he wasn't scripted there. He wasn't reading a teleprompter. He was responding, I think, to a question uh, and actually was off the cuff. And so the truth came out. The, so the, Democrats always have to have their politicians scripted, even the ones that they think are smart and clever, like a Barack Obama, who is smart. I do think Barack Obama is smart, um, unlike Biden. Biden is not smart at all, and everybody knows it. But even Obama has to be teleprompted the whole time. He's always on a teleprompter because when you're always deceiving, you, you have to stick to the script. And so they always flip out with Biden because if Biden even remotely comes off the teleprompter, he is a gaff machine for their side. He always slips what they do. There was a super old clip of Joe Biden, and I, can, I can't find it ever again. I saw it one time of him when he was young. I think it was right before he declared running for president the very first time, back in the 80s. And he talked about the behind-the-scenes people with the money who handpick who wins the elections. And, and he was saying how people will shape their views because they're used by them to the, the people that run for president are used by those people with the money is basically what he was saying. And then he goes on and says, I'd like to be one of those guys, by the way, basically saying I'd throw out any stances I have and let you put words in my mouth, you money dealers, if you let me become president one day. And he was saying this when he was young. And so it's been fulfilled. That's exactly what he is. He's just an empty vessel that the globalist elites fill his mouth with their words. but. It's amazing. He said he wanted to be that. And I cannot find, I don't know how to find it. I saw it one time. I wish I could find it, but I'm not a liar. I, it's a fact. He did say this. 
when he was young. I, I think it was in the 80s. Well, the other thing he said, and I've played this clip a lot, is uh, he admits to being a Zionist. He says you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. So he's in the pocket of Zionism and Zionists, which to me is House of Rothschild. You know, I used to say early on when I was a kid, I'd say when I was a young senator, I'd say if I were a Jew, I'd be a Zionist. I am a Zionist. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. But let me say one other thing. When you say Obama's smart, I don't disagree, but he's evil. So just so people know, you can be smart and still be evil. And of course, Obama is doing his job to try to get the vote out because they want carbon credits, because they want United Nations Agenda 2030 policies, because they want abortion on demand. Those are probably the three planks they stand for. And you mentioned Margaret Sanger. So let's just show a picture of Margaret Sanger. I'll have to listen to this interview now that you said that. I believe she probably was possessed by demons. But Margaret Sanger said black people were weeds. So given that I played that clip from Greg Reese, and given that November 8th is right around the corner, and it's such an important election because we have to defeat these Satanists, these Democrats, in that Greg Reese clip, they want to push what they call gender-affirming surgeries on children. Just that language alone proves how insane they are. They want little boys and little girls, the two sexes that God created, to have gender-affirming surgeries if said little boy believes he is a girl, or if said little girl believes she is a boy, gender-affirming surgeries? How is cutting off the God-given reproductive organs gender-affirming in any way, shape, or form unless we're in a satanic upside-down world, Ben? It's more than Satanism. Remember, this connects to depopulation. See, if you, if you push a homosexual agenda, are homosexuals going to reproduce? No. If you push a transgender agenda and tell them to, yeah, you, you were born this way, but let's remove your sexual organs so you can never reproduce. See, it's two things in one. They get to push evil, but they also get to make sure that the population doesn't grow. So it's, it's a depopulation thing. And I think it's actually a depopulation thing first. That's what I think it is. It's first, they, it's, it's, in a shroud of the LGBT community, but just like the black community was used by the most racist people, the Democrat party is pure racist against black people and always has been, always has been. The Democrat party is also filled with people who mock gay and lesbian. They're the ones that always put gay uh, kisses in their sitcoms as if it was funny. Do they not realize if, if you put a laugh track behind two men kissing in your sitcom, you're saying it's disturbing, it's gross, it's weird, it's funny. You're not saying it's normal because if it was normal, there would be no laugh track. There would be no. So they're the ones that were always actually mocking homosexuals and they didn't even, the homosexual community doesn't realize it, but the, they're just using them. They use the LGBT community to depopulate the years. Push homosexuality, those people will, if, if you can push young people to move into being a homosexual, the odds of them reproducing is extremely low. If you make them a transgender and cut off their genitals, they're not going to reproduce. So it's that. But the, the black population used the same way where they were against you, against you, against you, opposed civil rights because they didn't want to treat you the same, put in Jim Crow laws, created the KKK. And then when you had the power to vote, then they thought, hmm, let's give you handouts and buy your vote off. And will still prove that we're racist against black people still to this day by saying that we need affirmative action. Affirmative action isn't racist against white people. It, it, it isn't a little bit, but not really. It's racist against black people because what does affirmative action say? It tells black people they're not good enough. They can't make it into college unless a white liberal reaches out and helps them get into college. They can't get that job because they're black. And who would expect a black person to actually be able to earn their way into getting this job or create their own business and become a multimillionaire. They need affirmative action because, oh my goodness, a black person really doing it on their own? No way. Liberals pity black people. They think they're less than you. That when they say white privilege, they're saying white people are better, inherently better. They are, they're privileged for being born white. Do you, black people, wake up. They're telling you white people are better than you. They have white privilege. Their skin color makes them better than you. Do you not see how they pity you? They hate you. They think you're scum. They think you're stupid because they were able to pick on you, have the KK come after you, and then they just give you a handout and the, you start voting 90% for the Democrat Party 
who was discriminating against you and killing you. And now you're voting for them. So that to them confirms, oh, my gosh, we can do anything we want. Whenever people say, oh, they, they take for granted the black vote. Yes, they do, because they've never liked the black society. They've always pitied them. They always think they're less than a white person. It is us who treat them as equal. When we say you shouldn't have affirmative action, a black person can earn their way into college and can go to Harvard on their own. There are smart black people who can get into Harvard. There are smart black people who can get a job. There are smart black people who can become multimillionaires without the help of the government, but not not the Democrat Party. They don't think that's true. They think black people can only succeed if a white person helps them. Well, let me say one other thing here. Black people have been the target of the CIA and people like Margaret Singer for decades. The inner cities have been decimated. If you look back at video and photographs of the rally in Washington, D.C., when Martin Luther King Jr. spoke, it was filled with tens of thousands of strong, beautiful black families, men and women, nuclear families. The CIA brought drugs into the inner cities and began to destroy those families in the late 60s, early 70s. It's all been done to families by design. And now they're coming after every family. They want to destroy families. They don't care what color we are. The whole idea is to destroy family because a family that is weak, a family without a married father and mother is a family that will have children more likely to go into the system, the for-profit prisons system. And Ben, it all reminds me of John chapter 15, verse 19. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Uh, What you're hitting on is, is the world is Satan's world. He does have dominion over it. Why God allows Satan to be the ruler of this world, I don't know why God allowed that to be, but he has his reasons. And But the Bible is clear. Satan rules this world. When when Jesus comes for his church, it says he comes like a thief in the night. Who is he thiefing his children from? From Satan and the world. We are aliens, it says, basically, in a foreign world. We don't belong to this world. So the world hates us because it belongs to Satan. So for it, if for you to go along with the world, you're going along with Satan's agenda. If you go against the world, you're going against Satan's agenda automatically. And so Satan will come after you. And there are some people who are not following Satan like a Satanist. They don't know that they're going along with it. They're just trying to get along because it's hard. To, they don't want to be persecuted by the world. So they just go along to avoid persecution by the world. But when you're avoiding persecution by the world, you're automatically going on Satan's side. You, this is why the Republican Party has been, this is a weird transition to, into this, but it, this is going to make it clear to people why the Republican Party has been so wimpy, because I've known this for a long time. You have to have Christian conservatives in order to go against the world. If you have Republicans who are economically conservative, but they're not based with Jesus Christ in their heart. When they get to Washington, they will go the way of the world and be influenced in the money, and they will be corrupted by the world because they will go along to get along because they do not have the Holy Spirit inside them in order to stand up against the world. So when Donald Trump gets put in by Christians, basically, uh, they go against Donald Trump because they're going along with the world, and only the true Christians stood up with Donald Trump, if you notice. It's the strong Christian Republicans that were elected to office And what you find out is, is that's only like 10% of the Republican Party are like strong Christian. And the the MAGA movement is really a Christian movement, whether people realize it or not. These strong MAGA candidates, they are strong Christian Republicans. They're not just Republican. So there is a, a true conservative is a Christian conservative. Anyone who is not a Christian conservative and claims to be a a conservative, I'm glad you try to be on our side. But when push comes to shove, you're going to end up falling away and doing what the world wants because you're going to be too scared to take the stand because you don't have the Holy Spirit to strengthen you to take that stand. And that's that's hardcore reality. But it needs to be said. Well, let's do this before we part ways, Ben. You know, I really do like your analysis across the board. Uh, What are your thoughts on November 8th? What do you think is going to happen? So they're going to steal some of the the seats from the Republicans and the Republicans will still gain this is but midterms are very hard to predict. And especially it's 
it's so hard to predict when they're openly saying that they're going to steal the election. I mean, that's what I took Biden's speech to be, is they're just openly saying, just like they did before the 2020 election, they said all sorts of things that were just blatant that they were going to steal the election. Uh, and they're openly doing it again. So uh, how can I make a true prediction when I know cheating will erase some of the predictions? Like I could predict Carrie Lake should win easy. I think she will win because she might have too big of a lead, maybe. But I'll take Wisconsin. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson should win. He should. But if he doesn't, I would just automatically think they had to have cheated for that to happen. And it could happen. So if I was doing if this was a normal election, I would predict a red wave. That is huge. If this was a normal election without cheating. Oh, although we haven't had a normal election without cheating, maybe in my entire lifetime. But still, if we had no cheating, it's for sure a giant tsunami red wave. But because of the cheating, it is almost impossible to do a true prediction. What I think could happen is, is they will do so blatant of a cheating in certain areas that you could see chaos that when we stand up against them, they're going to go immediately that these people are insurrectionists and don't accept election results. But we won't be the ones riding the street because we will pick up seats and we will pick up the house. Then you will see the left actually the ones rioting over Republicans picking up seats. So you're going to have Republicans complaining about the stealing, but you're going to have the left rioting and saying that Republicans cheated probably is what they'll say. They always blame us for what they do. I'm worried not about Republicans taking to the streets, even if they steal it. I'm worried about Republicans get enough of a victory that the left takes to the streets. And if they take to the streets, we know what happens. We've seen BLM. That's what happens when they take to the streets. So I am worried that chaos in the streets could occur. I, this is impossible to predict. It's impossible. I, I really like to know, what are you predicting, Sean? Because I have no idea. Well, I'm not really predicting anything. I do think that uh, Carrie Lake will win. But I think it's really ironic that the Democrats are so hardcore evil and so clearly on board for stealing elections that Katie Hobbs, who's running against Carrie Lake in Arizona, she's the current secretary of state. So it's her job to make sure that there is integrity in the voting system, in theory. She has literally said that in at least one county in Arizona, I'm not sure which one, if there's hand counting, she'll sue. If there's a hand recount, she will sue. I don't know why that came up, but that's what she said. Wow. I didn't I didn't know she said that. Again, Katie, Katie Hobgoblin. This is they're 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 in your face telling you we, we, we're not for a fair elections. We're not going to allow you to hand count. Um, folks, the Democrats that vote for these people, they know that the Democrats cheat. They just they hide behind all of this. Their their talking points. This is a threat to democracy. They know they always try to give themselves cover for their evil ways, saying it's a threat to democracy. They hope will squash us from pointing out or catching them or holding them accountable for the cheating that they know they're going to do. And when they get away with it, when Republicans get wimpy and step back and do nothing, they slap five behind the scenes and say, look, all we have to do is say it's a threat to democracy and we can steal any election we want. They really feel this way. I don't like that Republicans act like the Democrat base doesn't know that the stealing. I, I like to get to the heart of it. The people who vote for the Democrat Party know Joe Biden stole the election. Every single one of them know it. You have to be a moron to think that Joe Biden actually won that election. Only a moron would actually say that and believe it. Now, the people in the media say it, but they don't believe it. They're, they're, they got to do propaganda. So they're getting paid to lie to you. The, so they don't feel like morons because they look like a moron when they say it but they're not because they're getting money to say that. So they're like, I'm making money to do this. But the average Democrat, there's no way they don't know. You and I know people aren't idiots. Everyone knows the elections have been rigged for the Democrats. The Democrats are the ones who cheat. The other proof is, is how come they're not worried that mail-in ballots will be cheating for the Republican candidates? That proves it too. You don't hear any Democrats worried that Republicans have mailed in a whole bunch of mail-in ballots for Carrie Lake. They never worry about it. What, why, why aren't they worried about that? Why, why aren't they worried that we are mailing in a whole bunch of ballots to steal the election? They will never even accuse us of doing that because then they'd have to say, let's look at the mail-in ballots 
and then they would get caught. It, notice when the Democrats in 2016 said Trump stole the election, they never really wanted a recount. They never said, let's do an audit. They never said, let's, let's look at everything. They just said the Russians did it. And but don't let's not go back and look. But when we accuse them of stealing the election, we say, let's go look at the receipts. Let's go look at the ballots. That shows you they don't want to look at the ballots. They don't want to. They will accuse us of, of cheating, but they will never want to go back and look because if they do, everyone knows they're the ones who are cheating. But the point I'm making, really, the big point is they're not worried that Republicans will steal through mail in ballots. Now, you don't hear a single Democrat worried that Republicans are going to stuff the mail-in ballots, even though we could. Technically, we could steal the election through mail-in balloting. Why aren't they worried about that? They have to answer that question. Yeah, they don't like answering any questions. They don't like actual science. They don't like God. They don't like truth. They like what they call a democracy, which is two wolves and a sheep voting over what's for dinner. And that's the system they want to keep because they stole the last election and they figure if they just keep stealing them, then they'll get to keep their democracy, which is their view of the world. They get the control. They are the two wolves and we're the sheep. We're not going to stand for it. We're taking our republic back. Ben, you and I are going to have a lot more to talk about next time, post-November 8th. All right. Tell people how they can find you, Ben. Yeah, you can find me at thenewamerican.com. That's where you can see my show, the, the whole video form. You can find me at Brighteon Radio. That airs at 2.30 Eastern time on Brighteon Radio. And of course, Apple Podcasts. You can find the Ben Armstrong Show on Apple Podcasts as well. Very good. Ben Armstrong's been our guest. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Sean. My pleasure. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. A special thank you to our subscribe stars. We really do appreciate you. And those who have signed up to be members at sgtreport.tv, where we have that server beyond the reach of Big Brother, a thank you to you as well. We try very hard to post this content ad-free at sgtreport.tv, and you can watch our content then in the comfort of your own home on TV. And for real news every single day, guys, head over to sgtreport.com and thephaser.com, where we will give you real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda 24-7. May God bless you and your family. Bye-bye. What else can we say? So that's why they're now conceding and saying, we really blew it. We didn't know enough. We were in the dark and please give us amnesty and forgive us. Yeah. Well, how about the families of children that are dead?